Pride of Jenny joined by Buffalo River. 250 metres to go. It's last man standing. Two links to Ayrton V8. And Mr Brightside is coming on now. Buffalo River at the 150. Pride of Jenny won't give in. And now Mr Brightside is sprouting wings. Here he comes, Mr Brightside over the top. He got up. He got up, Mr Brightside. I think Mr B's back in town. Beat Pride of Jenny and also Buffalo River. Back in town, all right. Mr. Brightside winning the CF4 stakes at Caulfield. That was Saturday, an amazing win. The champ is back. And Wayne Hawks is back for Westbury Stud, of course. Wayne, welcome. Morning, Sam. How are we? Uh, we're well here. We're well. Actually, I'm well, but are you, you're joining us remotely, which is completely fine, by the way. I'm just used to seeing you in person. What's going on this morning? Been, uh, I've been in Sydney for the, uh, the horse sales and the races in Sydney last weekend, and I've just uh, I've just got home and actually realised that I'd um, stupid me. I saw I, I got rid of my car last week and went into the garage and there's no car there. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to go around to my mum and dad's and pinch one of their cars. Yeah. So the, generally, uh, when, you, so, yeah, when, when you yeah when you sell what, a car, so, you probably got to replace it, I suppose. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. Yep. Thanks very much, Sam. Great to uh, great to talk to you as well. So <laughs> uh, that's a that's an obvious <laughs> comment for me to make. What's also an obvious question, really? It probably. Needs no further explanation. He's just how good is Mr. Brightside? Well, the one thing about him is this, right? He is a horse that actually keeps on winning. And good horses are good. Great horses keep doing the job. And it's a bit like, um, oh, was it Lee Matthews? I think it was last year. And Lee, they said, Lee, what's the difference between home and away and finals? He said in his voice, he said, the difference is, he said, the great stand up and do the job. And mm. how often does that happen? And we have a lot of horses that win in a spring and they win in an autumn. But Mr. Brightside's been going now for a couple of years at the top level. And to be fair, Sam, I mean, he's, he's, he probably hasn't quite had the accolades that he actually deserves. And if you go back and look at his record, I mean, you're coming up to, to nearly two years since he won the Doncaster. And... A guy walked up to me at Ramag on Saturday and said, Oxy, what do you like in the big race? I said, I said, mate, I said, there's only one horse that's good enough to win a Cox Plate. And we know he got beaten by the proverbial bees, you know what. Hmm. And that was Mr. Brightside. And I said, he's the only horse in this race that's good enough to win a Cox Plate. So I said, you got, I know he's short price, but you've got to go with the obvious. And what a win because they went so hard in front. So to set it up, if old mate's way out in front, Sam, and they're going flat out, your initial reaction would be as a jockey to niggle, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go, and chase. Now, you can't chase for half a mile because you're just going to have no gas left. And if you look at Craig Williams' ride, he was thinking, I need, you, I need to chase, but I just need to save a little bit for the last for the last 200 metres. And, you know, I mean, you need, you need the exceptional horses to run how he ran because most horses would work home pull ground off the leaders, smash the clock in theory, because off the front they're running crazy. So what Mr. Brightside's running his last 400 metres is, you know, 100 metre Olympic game stuff. So normally most horses would probably run third and that would be the eye catcher, but he's just such a great, great horse. And, you know, I mean, it's obviously been well documented. David Hayes left and there wasn't a lot left in the tank with the boys and the boys had taken over and, you know, Brightside's the headline act. And mm. to be fair, I mean, Brightside and Imperatrice are the two best horses in the country, aren't they? 
Yeah, well, you mentioned Imperatrice. So, all, I mean, all the good horses coming back now, of course. Uh, so, Imperatrice first up, Lightning Stakes Saturday. It's at Flemington. Short-priced favourite, but she didn't trial too well the other day. I guess when you've had champs before, Wayne, and they don't trial well, does it worry you or eat away at you a bit as a trainer? I don't train her. So, what I said on Gareth's Hall show the other day was this. I said, as, as a horse trainer, you know... So sometimes they don't trial so good. The great Chautauqua never won 37 trials. Mind you, we stayed in the barriers for a few of them, but we won't go there. But my point is <laughs> you only get the result on race day. So don't worry about – it's a bit like preseason. Whoever's going to win the preseason cup, you know what I mean? It was uh, I mean, back as a kid, it was a Sterling Cup and all those great names back in the, yeah, the day, the wasn't it? Yep. Yes, all those great old names. So – you know what, it's a coup when you win one and well done, whatever. But you know what, it doesn't really equate quite often to the home and away season. So barrier trials, I think, are the same thing. Now, if you look at Bjorn Baker, Gay Waterhouse, just two names that come to the top of my head, they love winning trials. They like to get them out in front, let them roll along, let them work up, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we like to get them in behind, teach them something, get them. And if you're not teaching them something as an older horse, you're just getting them fit. So it's a bit of a fitness thing. So, you know what? Dusty can play the first half of the match and then we just put him on the bench for the rest of the time because he's not quite ready. It's exactly the same principle. Now, if Imperatrice is a really good horse that trials up good every time, and I don't know this, and she went ordinary the other day, that's internally where you go, uh-oh. Mm. But I've been in that situation before. Race day does amazing things. It does amazing things, whether it be your footballer or whether it be your horse. But come uh, gates crash open, bounce of the first ball, game on. Yeah, I wouldn't be laying in Peritrus, even though her trial was okay. Mick D wrote her and said, I think it was said words like it was fair and it was okay. But see, he, he wouldn't know the early back end because she's a Kiwi filly. She was obviously bred in Australia, but she's been living in New Zealand for most of her life. And now she's here in Australia. And to be fair, we're a bit Sam Neill and Russell Crowe. We're claiming her as the Australian horse, Sam, because we don't have other bright side. We don't have many others to hang our hat on. So I think she'll come out and she'll do a job on Saturday because she's had one start up the straight at Flemington. That was on Champions Day, the last day of the Flemington Carnival. And, to be honest, she was crazy out in front, high-balling. And all the other horses around her fell in a hole and ran down the track. Second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth came from back in the field and flew home. She was the only one up on pace that kept going. And, you know, it was a, it was a, a superstar effort, I thought. And she is actually a proper superstar. She's a, she doesn't need the black caviar win, win, win. I, I think we get a little bit carried away with that now. But she's up in that class of the Black Caviars and the Chautauquas and all those great sprinters that we have. So mm. I hope for racing that she wins and wins well on Saturday. We are overdue for the news. Nathan Gardner's got the headlines, but we are going to continue with Wayne Hawks in just a moment. Nathan, thank you. 23 minutes to midday. We're with Wayne Hawks. Hey, Wayne, uh, Stormboy, the favourite for the Golden Slipper. So Gareth Hall on uh, Giddy Up this morning reporting that uh, the jockey... Adam Hieronymus has lost the riders. Has James McDonald just uh, surfed on any to secure it? The old nectim. It's, uh, <laughs> it happens. It happens. I mean, you uh, you look in latter years, and there was you know early years. Damien Oliver was doing the same thing. In the latter years, they were doing it to uh, Damien Oliver. But look, at the end of the day, 
to set this one up, Stormboy won the Magic Millions for Gay Waterhouse in impressive style. He became the instant Golden Slipper favourite. For non-racing people, the Golden Slipper is the one of the pinnacles of racing. It is the Melbourne Cup for two-year-olds, and it is that big within our industry. So Stormboy won and won in a hand canter. Everyone touts him as the next great. He's done a hell of a job, but I wouldn't, you know, go getting too cocky too early. But anyway, Coolmore Stud have uh, come in and paid reportedly $15 million for the horse. Then uh, there's a few kickers. So what the kickers mean, if you win a couple of big races, there's going to be some, you know, five and ten million, twenty million dollar extra kickers if he wins. Mm. So Coolmore use J Mac in Australia. So they've obviously bought the horse and said to Gay, "Sorry, Adam Hieronymus has done nothing wrong on the horse. Um, we want J Mac." So is it fair? Well, I suppose it's you know, you've sold your car, someone else is going to drive it, aren't they? Simple as that. So. New coach comes in and doesn't like the uh, the footballer. He demotes him or puts him in another position. But it's a big call. It's a lot of pressure on J-Mac, obviously. But you know what? James does eat the pressure. There's no doubt about that. He's one of the greats of all time. And he's actually another Kiwi that we uh, class as our own these days. So uh, we'll call him, we'll call him an Aussie. Hey, speak- he's got NZ in brackets after his, uh, after his name. Yeah. Speaking of new people, uh, I think I haven't spoken to you definitely since uh, Gil McLaughlin was rumoured or potentially going to be coming in as uh, Racing Victoria chairman. Would he be a good fit, Wayne? Well, I think he will. And and, and the main reason is is when you look back at the Adelaide, uh, the, what, do you, what do you call it? Adelaide Oval deal, remember when they said there was eight people around the table and everyone said, no, 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 everyone got up and left and was half disgusted with the whole thing and everyone wanted their own piece of the pie and to put those sort of deals together like the AFL did, mate, that's that's peace talks in Iraq and Iran, isn't it? You know, when everyone's wanting their piece of the pie because we've all been in meetings where people walk in like that. But to finish how they did, Gil is a diplomat. There's no doubt about that. How I looked at Demetrio was that he did a great job, but he said, we're doing this and we're doing that. Gil says, hey, come on, Sammy, let's walk up the road together, the yellow brick road, and let's get the job done. And this is a board by put there by the racing minister. So at the end of the day, it's political. And I don't know, you know, there's obviously a lot more CEO jobs, a lot more political than the AFL, but what Gill has handled in the last couple of years, I mean, to be fair, would be, you know, as an outsider, you'd think sometimes, gee, that'd be half frightening getting up, going to work and having to deal with this, especially under the media scrutiny. So, where we are going to have a great leader is in Gil McLaughlin. We need to have the board on song, and there is a ruffling of a few feathers, but Gil's obviously no dummy, and he can't come in with half a, half a not crooked board, but half a board that's you know not unanimous and whatever. We, you need to have everyone united. With racing, no one owns the racing industry. The participants own it, so... Put it this way, if you're at BHP, they must have some hell of a board meetings and 13 people walk in and they're angry and not happy about this, that and everything else, but they have to leave, Sam, united. So that's one good thing that I think is going to come out of this is that Gil should be able to handle the politics. I would assume the racing minister is going to sit back and let him do what he wants to do. And we need that because one thing we don't do as a racing industry is we don't actually use politics hardly at all, from the point of view of go to parliament, go to government, tell them we want this, we want that, we want more. And it's one thing that if they do, they certainly don't tell us. But as a a participant, 
I look at it and go, we're a massive employer. We're a massive turnover industry. Sometimes you need to lean on government, I reckon, a bit more than what we do. We're with Wayne Hawks for Westbury Stud. Wayne, a little while back now, there was a story, uh, the Australian Turf Club and obviously the New South Wales government were moving to sell off Rosehill for development, I think housing development. Any movement on that? I saw Chris Waller certainly uh, isn't for it. What, is there a position uh, as far as Hawks racing is concerned? Look, I live in Melbourne and my brother is in the stables in Sydney and, and my father has got a house in Melbourne, Sydney, and he runs between the two. And my official comment to brother was... You live in Sydney, uh, whatever it is decided in theory should be decided by you and you do what's right and what's best. But I don't think we're going to have a, I don't think we're going to have a choice from, um, from what, I'm, uh, what I'm hearing now. Being in Sydney last week, obviously the groundswell is, no, it's not good enough and you wouldn't sell the SCG, would you? And you wouldn't sell something else and we wouldn't sell, you know, Queen's Park in here and there and, you know, all that sort of stuff, right? But the bottom line is, is it something that, that could catapult racing in the next era? Yes, it can, but we also have to be careful, Sam, because what you see a lot of people, people love selling off assets to make their balance sheets look good. Sell an asset to buy another asset is what we obviously need to do. So they're obviously looking at doing all these great and wonderful things, but the latest report is that the supposed other racetrack that we're going to build for New South Wales isn't going to happen because they say that, you know, finding 200 acres of, uh, of great land is not going to be easy. Now you say, how does that happen? But if you think about Sydney, where it is from probably Goulburn slash Marool, and you've got the, the, um, what's the mountain range called? Great time to lose my train of thought. The, um, ah, you've got the great dividing range. And so everything on the inside of that is between there and the water. So Sydney, in the general area of Sydney is long and narrow, right? There's not stacks of land all the way along to actually go and put a racetrack that would be close enough to Sydney. So now what we're hearing is that they're talking about saying that we mightn't even just build another one, which I think is not good because they're off the top of this comment. As I said, sell an asset's fine, but replace it with another asset. Wayne, great to chat. We don't get to do it too often. Jared's in transit, but he'll be back with you uh, next week. Well, I'll tell you what, I can't wait for the lowdown because I don't know whether you know this, but I told Jared on air before I went, I've been to Vegas eight times and we had a chat about this on air. I want the full debrief. You can just see it. Good morning. Vegas was great. It's just not for me. I mean, I can just hear it right now coming out, but... uh... Jared Waitley in Vegas. I never would have. I never thought I would have uh, seen it and heard it. But I tell you what, I was. Uh, I did hear his call on Monday, and for a non-gridiron follower, gee, he called that so so well and gave you a great insight into the match. He did. Hey Wayne, have a great rest of the week. We'll chat again soon. See you, mate. Thanks. Wayne Hawks for Westbury Stud. We'll be back in a month.